you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. The Around the NFL Podcast is a big fan of the Double Doink. Welcome to another edition of the Around the NFL Podcast presented by Intuit QuickBooks, the official sponsor of the NFL. My name is Dan Hansis, coming to you from a city filled with heroes in bunkers. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, please? Hey, Dan. Mm. BunkerCast 2.0. And this one's special. A little late-night surprise. You know, Childish Gambino dropped a, a new album on the internet at 4 a.m. on a Sunday during a pandemic. Well, we just one-upped Mr. Glover. Yeah, well, the, dip- I, I you know, the difference is Mr. Glover... Mr. Glover will be rewarded for having done any amount of work. We will not be rewarded at all. So we we will be rewarded by our our listeners' appreciation and, and our in our growing fan base. This is like cool. when they do the documentary about our podcast. They'll be like, "It was really during the uh, the pandemic that they took it to the next level." Yeah, so like those ATN guys, they were around and they were doing great work, and they had a they had a solid fan base. When that pandemic hit, oh my God, they took off. You know what? <laughs> to borrow one of their terms, they made the leap. It's the guy, what's his name from the NFL Films Countdowns with the name, the Italian name? Da- Damon Amadalero. Oh, Amadalero, yeah. <laughs> like his, his, his greatest career accomplishment is that somehow he managed to be in every single NFL Top 10 episode ever aired on NFL <laughs> Network. A Mandalera taking shots. Well, no, Mandalera's had a, a nice career, I think, up there in New England and all that. But what, in terms of greatest accomplishments, to, imagine being on every, it's like the equivalent of Jennifer Aniston on every episode of Friends. He somehow did it for a clip show. Uh, although, like as, we, as we are aware, they don't pay you for that clip show. So, uh, I don't know right. if it's that big a win. <laughs> yeah. At, so at, what about Nestor Aparicio? It's like there's a fine line between win and desperate. At most, Madison we get like a we'll, million an episode. We'll get like a pound cake from like Southampton, England. That's the, at most what we receive for this effort. <laughs> so, pound cake. Where are we 
right now. Well, we're across Los Angeles. Same thing. It's a bunker cast 2.0. So I'm in the throwback podcast garage at my place. Wes, you are in front of the uh, the pretty lights with the good feng shui. Oh, yeah. Got the good backyard lights going on, too. In your it's nice here. abode. Uh, Greg, you are in the same room as no, Friday I'm, show? No, I'm in my bedroom now. Ooh. I've moved. That is, that is a lot to break down there. Where all the magic and, happens. Um, and Mark, Mark, you talk a lot about how your house is always overrun by children. At this hour, are they in bed right now? And where are you? Are you in the shack, the back shack? I'm in uh, parts unknown. I'm not even at my home address. Not going to get into any further details about that. Wait, really? Oh, no. He did it. I, he I convinced the NFL to put, put him up in a oh, hotel. Oh, I've not convinced them to do anything. It's just that whenever this podcast comes around, it will cost me something. And this time around, it's cost me... Greenbacks, dollars, human dollars. You it's, did it's not. The dedication. You did not. Oh <laughs> it's my the God, dedication Mark. that I have to this show. You spend five minutes. Wait, there's no spend way. Spend five minutes this show in my house to get a hotel spend room. Spend five minutes in my house and act as walk around, prance around my home, and act like you could broadcast a football show about Ryan Tannehill. I guarantee you, you could but, not. So you know. But but let <laughs> but let's be real. You're never really. Um, it's not that hard for you to come up with an idea of why you need to be out of the house and in a hotel somewhere. So this just lined up nicely, right? This is kind of a nice coincidence. Once again, the pandemic coming up big for you. Separate issue. Separate Wait, so issue. Are you going to, are you going to sleep there? What? That is a personal question, Greg. That's well, not for like, that's not for the British and the, the, you know, the Scottish to know. Is that and that, is that more of a motel? Yes, it is just no. Yeah, actually, I will. To be honest, we we are in a. This is a very. How many well, hookers know, have wait, been killed? this long to get honest. A ton of people watching this are in the same situation. You have two parents working. You've got kids that have been suddenly released out of their structure onto the home front, and the wife and I very collaboratively, we as a as a duo, came up with a solution where we can both work. And uh, this is my day to work here, and we have found a home base for her to work here on her days. So, you know, she will not be joining what the show. What is but going on? It's hard to explain. It is hard so to explain. We, you guys have booked a hotel for the week, <laughs> not a hotel, and you're no, alternate we booked, days we found at a the very, hotel? A very low-level accommodation where we can both have essentially an office space. Uh, if I, you know, and I think that a lot of people think, my children are wonderful, and mine are, but, like, they are also quite – loud and destructive at times and it's not the most work friendly environment to do uh something on microphones so came up so with when you weren't sure that... like about you know taping tonight it's because you had a big date with you know skinamax a little bit later <laughs> like what's going on i don't greg i don't think that that network even exists at this point so that is i, I don't know where what era again i'm not sure what era you live in but that is that that is not an active channel at this point so. And what's the rate per what's the rate per hour at this motel? <laughs> Is it like a friend's rate. house or something? I think I've answered enough questions. I, like, why yeah, am I fair. suddenly it's being fair. grilled? Like, I like I. It was a stretch that I signed up to do this. I don't need to be grilled the entire time. Move on into the low-level signings that have plagued the day. Okay, so it's, we're we're not, we're don't bring up plague right now. Yeah, let's address this because we, we wouldn't be doing this, Mark. Um, I know you're annoyed for it. If it wasn't, I'm not for, annoyed. It's just if it was, the, the opening to the show is slightly annoying, but yeah. 
if it was like Ryan Tannehill and Calais Campbell deals, which we'll get to happening, I don't think we would have done this show. But this really was like a day the NFL, unlike the NFL has ever had. The fact that you agreed to a collective bargaining agreement basically would have been the high point of Roger Goodell's life and career. And that, by the end of the day, it felt like kind of like a minor story. I mean, a lot of things in the NFL feel like a minor story right now, but um, to like ha- to go to the 17 game season and everything that happens with the new CBA. And then by the end of it, the fact that free agency is still going on, it's just, I don't know. There, there has never been anything like this in our lives NFL related, but certainly just in terms of the world and the, how the NFL fits into it is fascinating because it seems like it's the only major business that's in sporting event that's trying to not be affected. Do you think an urban motel is COVID-19 safe? <laughs> like, is it, do you think it's a place where it, like he's in the clear right now? It's a good question. I mean, if anything, I brought the COVID with me. It's not that it, you know, I didn't arrive into the COVID. I brought it with me. But I think Greg, Greg made a very salient point there that was a nice introduction. And let's dive back into, and by the way, Erica is in the middle of, Erica's with us, Ricky Hollywood, in the middle of hosting an online movie marathon, Booksmart. And you're not able to comment on the movie at all because you're doing this with us. So, you know. Let's shift into yeah, your Yeah, I was live tweeting my my hashtag virtual movie night, VMN. Lakeisha's watching, Colleen's walking, watching, Cynthia Freeland's watching. We're all live tweeting, you know. Uh, and Dan sent, Dan sent the text, and, and here I am locked away in my bedroom. That's hot. Thanks. <laughs> but, you know, Greg brings up the good point because this, did, and this Greg, is yeah, also yeah. – Yeah, really. that was a nice job by Greg. Good, good job there, bud. But, like <laughs> – this was we're here because we we kind of thought like everybody thought that this free agency was going to get pushed back. Now, where we are now, it is nine twelve p.m. Pacific time, so it's after midnight on the East Coast. It could still happen. I mean, it, the reports out there now is that the the league uh, it's going to start on time, and you're probably listening to this, and maybe it already has. I mean, and they, they they sent the memo to the teams, you know, that it's starting out on time, and they sent that memo this, at seven p.m. Eastern time. Right. But this is also a world where, and I'll quote the New York Times here, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recommended Sunday that no gatherings with 50 people or more, including weddings, festivals, parades, concerts, sporting events, or conferences, be held in the United States for the next eight weeks in one of the federal government's most sweeping efforts to slow the spread of the coronavirus. These are unprecedented times, so anything could change, uh, but we are proceeding right now as if um, the NFL is about to go off as it does every year uh, in this week of free agency, starting with Monday's legal tampering period. So what we thought would be a good idea since uh, we're going to have so much to unpack when we do a show uh, later Monday was to kind of catch up on the news that has happened uh, since we left you Friday. We taped Friday early afternoon here on the West coast. And there's been Quite a lot of it, uh, Mark, including you mentioned Ryan Tannehill, which I th- I find to be rather saucy league news. Uh, but it all, of course, you have to keep everything in perspective. It is, but I think that I think the bigger news, and you know, not to constantly cycle <laughs> nice pause, back guys. to Greg's intro, but it the CBA getting what signed, an intro, the, whole, the timing of the whole thing, because we we have been hitting on this in the lead up for weeks that the CBA's timing with the launch, the potential launch of the new league year and all the other stuff, is, I like, 
feels like unlike anything we've experienced as NFL fans. And it was really, I don't know about you guys, but I was like on Twitter all day long today trying to find out is tomorrow's free agency bum rush going to happen or is it not? Like, it's like, if you're us, you've got to find out what this week is about because it was one, it was very two distinct options. One, either we're heading into a waterfall of fire or everything goes totally silent for 10 to 14 days or more. And we got, and I thought all along, I, I, w- I was told by someone actually, let, you know, and I sent this to you guys, someone very confidently told me, this is not happening. The league year is not happening. You can sit <laughs> back in your easy chair if I owned one, and you could just put your legs up, and it's time to go, like everyone else, start reading a ton of books and watching all the movies you never watched. But a little, then suddenly... Uh, Mark, a little the, lesson, Mark, a little lesson in single sourcing there, huh? I right. single sourced. I single sourced. I single sourced. <laughs> and you know what? I you paid like the price. Source, I paid the price because right now I'm paying the price. So it's like we. I think the. I think the NFL and the NFLPA had no idea themselves how this would end tonight, and here we are. All right. So let's get into it. A lot to break down. Starting yes uh, with the collective bargaining agreement, which is in itself huge news that's worth its own show. So let's get into it. Let's hit the news, Ricky. You say you're sorry. Sorry for purchasing. Sorry for buying all of this. No, I don't think that I would. Yes, that is a story that that was came up in the New York Times. A man bought seventeen thousand seven hundred bottles of hand sanitizer, uh, and. His goal was to sell them online at a premium markup of almost $70, uh, and it kind of blew up in his face. Uh, And now he's decided just to donate them. So he's taken quite a financial hit. And uh, you know what? That's what you get. You can't be greedy in times like this, humans. (laughs) I think the proper level of shame was applied to the situation. Oh, he got killed. (laughs) I mean, the New York Times did an article on him. (laughs) He sold 300 bottles of hand sanitizer at a markup on Amazon before the company removed his listings and warned sellers that they could be suspended for price gouging. So he, he did regret it. He did regret it, apparently. Anyway, all right, let's get into it. These are weird times, everybody. Let's start with the news. Uh, the NFL Players Association, yes, voted to ratify a new collective bargaining agreement that was previously approved by the NFL owners in February. The final tally, 1,019 to 959, very close vote that concluded at midnight uh, Saturday. The players signed off on the new CBA that will be- begin with the upcoming 2020 season, extends through the 2030 campaign, and what are the notable changes? Okay, so we know it. The addition of two more playoff teams uh, starting this season, 2020. Uh, also, the option to increase the regular season to 17 games starting in 2021. Uh, the minimum salary shoot up. Performance-based pay and player revenue will go up, uh, and there's certain uh, a bunch of other things, of course, too. There's so much; it's a very dense uh, agreement. But those are kind of the big takeaways. It's a done deal, and that allows things to move forward in a time of such great uncertainty in the world. In the NFL world, everything would have been kind of torn asunder if this was a vote no. It was close, but it was a vote yes. Well, the NFL got what it wanted with the 17 games. Uh, they get to take this deal and shop it to all the TV networks at the most optimal time for them or what they had planned to be the most optimal time 
um, with with league peace, and the players get what hasn't been reported a lot. The pensions for about eleven thousand former players go up fifty three percent. Fifty guys. That's good. Guys can get pensions now after three years instead of four. If you've only been in the league for three years instead of four, and then you know the rosters go to fifty five. Taxi squad goes up. So there's there's quite a bit they did get. Well, they also, you know, get the 17 games if you're the owners. It doesn't seem to me like they had to give up that much to do it. If you had said when the last lockout happened that they ever would have added games to the schedule, I would have been surprised. It just felt like that was a no-go forever. And the fact that they got an extra game and they did it with a year to spare before this CBA even came up is amazing to me. And I think it was a good deal for the players, too, uh, for a lot of reasons. And if they're willing to play 17 games, you know, that that's fine. You get rid of the preseason game and, and on you go. But it, it's amazing listening to Mike Garofolo talk on NFL Network today that he thinks that there was like a late vote. And, and it's hard to really you know, get the data on this, but that basically the situation changed so much from when the voting opened to when the voting closed that he said he talked to some players that had voted no that maybe would have changed their mind and voted yes by the end of the week because we're entering uh, a period of unprecedented uncertainty and that maybe there were plenty of owners who wouldn't have been that uh, disappointed if the players had voted no because they wouldn't have offered such a good deal. Like It, it felt like a lot of the players voting late and the NFLPA tried to get them to vote as much as they could late in the week, maybe voted more to, to pass it. And it barely passed. I think it's notable also that the, one of the side stories was that I believe it was 500 plus players that didn't vote at all. And you've got certain players. They talked about leaning on their, their reps to kind of represent them, um, which I don't know if that's for a lack of, uh, having really studied what was in the CBA um, or just disinterest the same way with any vote that some people just decide not on either side or want to see if it gets rejected and we can renegotiate. We're happy with that. I, I'm, I'm just wondering, is anyone like I'm kind of warming up to 17 games basically because like with anything at work where they say, here's what's happening now. And you either just have to uh, accept it or decide not to work there anymore like it's, I'm warming up to it. I don't. I've never really been a fan of 17 games because I find it um, unnecessary. Uh, I find it asymmetrical, which I think we've talked about before. I have always been a fan of the 500 record, where it basically tells you you are um, ragingly mediocre. You're eight and eight, and now none of that exists ragingly anymore. Mediocre. Well, just it's it's it, very. It's it was like, a penalty. Right. It's eight just, and eight was a penalty. Right. You know you're, what I mean? It was eight, like you are. A middling team, but but you know what? To me, this is one one part of this is yes, it's going to be asymmetrical, but it was also deal with the devil is strong because that, that's not a good connotation. But there's a Pandora's box uh, element to this that it's 17, it's going to be 18 eventually because it just yes, makes too much yes. sense. If yep. it's at 17, 18 is going to happen as well, and then they that will be the next thing that gets pushed for. Guarantee it. 2030. What? So I, I do. To me, I think that this CBA matters because. For, compared to the last one, there's always these changes that matter for the players. But for the football fan, this CBA has to be one of the biggest of the last three or four decades because you're getting 17 games and suddenly you're getting a seventh playoff team 
And if you look at the teams from last year, and you know there are years where it would pan out where you get that team in there that you everyone wanted in the playoffs. That's cool. I can sign up for that. Last year it would have been the eight and eight Steelers and the Rams. We know that some people love the idea of the Rams being in there, but it still it wasn't Who like are those on people? fire. Who are those people? Well, it's, I mean, I'm looking at one of them right now on my. No, board. I was. No one wanted a, to watch that. YS hat, but you know, but it's just I'm saying like. It, you're not, I, you're not, not it's this. like, you're not, it's like a 12 and four teams haven't been left out of the mix here. So I, my one issue is that I th- always thought the NFL restricted for the most part, um, half-ass operations from January. Whereas like, if you're, if you're an NHL fan, every team, but like the New Jersey devils slips into the playoffs and the playoffs go on for four and a half months. Like, are we creeping? Are we creeping into that world? Or I like when Mark pretends to know anything about any other sport. Listen, I've listened to Claude enough. Lemieux rolling over. I listen to like seven thousand hours of WFN. I know that like eighty-two <laughs> hockey teams get in, and, and and you don't need that much. But I I'm cool with all of it. I just I, some of the playoff teams. That would that would slip in to me, or do not deserve to be in that arena. Mark, we got yeah. Mark, we, we got, got it. Okay. You made yourself very clear here. I'm not going to. Can talk I just for say one minutes. thing though? You, I yeah. think you referred to it as half-ass teams getting into the playoffs. Mark, you and I both root for half-ass teams or whatever your term was. So <laughs> you like right. this is great, quarter-ass. But, but I don't find yeah, it right. This is great. I don't find it right that, like, for instance, well, it is. It is what it is. No, but it's like if, if last we got a better shot to get to the playoffs. If last year's Cleveland team had knocked off Pittsburgh in that second meeting, they would have essentially been in line to make the playoffs. They are the quintessential team to me that did not do anything deserving of January All right. football. But ju- let's just fast forward to January, Mark, and the 9-8 and eight Browns sneak into the playoffs. Well, I'll be good with that. You're, you're going to be on fire. Well, so, I don't oh. know. It seems and like And that's what this is shame. about. It's about, you know, it's better for fans, I think, ultimately. And I do like that the buy now is this total, it's this golden thing. There's only one in each conference. And you, that's, one person, get one team gets it, and everybody else has to claw and fight their way through the first round. I kind of love that. So, I'm not in on this the extra game, but I love the extra teams in the playoffs. I'm loving um, Mark in the motel. I mean, so far we've got ragingly mediocre, which is a great uh, turn of phrase, and a waterfall of fire of news. Yeah, I love the waterfall of fire. Well, That's just, like the, by the Game way, of Thrones last episode. Not a motel. Keep, is it keep someone's house? Up your, no, keep picking up your little investigative journals. You're not. You're not any closer. You're at to someone's where, house. You're at someone's I house. I just yeah. saw. I just saw a parasite last night. Is there a parasite situation mm. going on right now? You're no under- more comments. No comments. What's that wacky poster behind you on the wall? <laughs> not familiar with it. I'll have to take. Where a do you? Look. Where are the? Where, where are the bodies of the people that own the house? Also, <laughs> also not describing that. I. I All right. Let, I do want to <laughs> say before we move on to there's a couple like little small things where you have extra guys, you know, on game day, the 17th game will not be around till 2021 at the very least. Uh, so no nine and eight teams uh, this year, but you do have the playoff teams uh, this year. And, and it's funny that like, I, I remember everyone thought that Roger Goodell was going to retire after this. This was like his big like mission in life was to get them through one more CBA and one more TV deal. And it's very like, Roger Goodell, just how his career has gone. Like this should have been the best day of his career, but instead, like they have been fighting and on the phone trying to figure out what's next and and taking a lot of grief for it uh, because it's kind of an impossible situation for everyone. He is a bit of a fascinating figure in NFL history. We're living it in real time right now, but when you fast forward twenty five years, 
I'm interested interested to know what his legacy is. There are certain areas of the country where it will it will not it doesn't matter, and I'm referring to New England, but you could probably point to other places where he's never going to be liked or respected. But what what he presided over in terms of the, the league's growth um, and getting these deals done, we're now going to be uh, by my math, which is never to be trusted. After this CBA, um, assuming everything goes off without a hitch, it will be 43 seasons without a lost game um, or a game with replacement players. So that's that's unrivaled labor piece that the NFL has pulled off. Well, Pete Rozelle is the best commissioner in the history of sports, the NFL commissioner in the 1960s, 70s, and 80s. And what he went through in the 80s from a legal perspective was way more dramatic and confrontational than anything Roger Goodell's had to go through. Who was the guy in between? Come on. Paul Tag- Tagliabue, Hall of That's Famer. The guy in That's between. Guy. That's my guy. I'll, I'll, I'll go with him. They love him in New Orleans. Paul, Paul Tagliabue saved the Saints more than, uh, more than their ownership did. By the way, Dan, I All think right. you might have been a full decade off on your um, uh, ga- like season without a skipped game. If you were going to the 87 really? season, that was 33 years ago, not 43. But I, I appreciate <laughs> what you were attempting to do. Well, he's that. saying by the time this one ends, 2030. Yeah, Ooh. you know, go lay down on your bed bug infested no, no, no. Uh, That's not slumber area. That's not years ago. Are you saying at the end of this deal? Oh, please. Well, what, right. Are you, you done? Not, you have no idea Mark, what could happen. Does this week not tell you that you have no idea what could happen over the next 10 years? Mark is now predicting the NFL will be over before 2030. <laughs> well, I, Wait, I mean, it's not saying. stopping at the NFL. I, yeah. Mark, I preface it by saying, barring something unforeseen. I think I covered the bases. Well, I thought I covered the bases with about 20 of my sandwich bets, but no one wants to bring that up. Well, I like again, it is a very it's a very uh, thing with the Sessler sandwich bets. People popping up in my timeline. Well, Mark's done it again. Pay him up sandwiches. Anything that comes even remotely close to a Mark prediction, right. we need to give out sandwiches. I'm not saying uh, you have to give me anything, but I would say that, like, it's... Because there is a pandemic be, now, we owe you sandwiches. Let's be real Mark, about is, the fact that, like, you know... Like, if you're just trying to see into the future, which is a hazy um, em- employment to begin with, like, you- you're not sure of dates, but you're getting somewhere close, and then bang, here we are. I mean, what were you saying? You were oh, much Drew- closer Drew to Brees nailing this one. might be an MVP, you know, candidate. Well, you know, that you, was also... You were dude. much closer to nailing this one than the Philly special. Oh, please. I'm gonna, well I will walk right well out the door of this uh, establishment that I'm in right now. I wouldn't do that. It's probably in a very seedy neighborhood. <laughs> Of the it's South not. Land. Trust me, um, it's not. <laughs> let's move on. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, yeah. He's locked and loaded in Nashville. The Titans and their quarterback have agreed to terms on a four-year extension worth $118 million, including $62 million fully guaranteed, $91 million in total guarantees. Yes, there is a difference. Uh, Rap Sheet had those numbers. So the Titans, after, you know, we don't know if they ever flirted with the idea of Tom Brady. Uh, we, we all had a lot of fun with the Syracuse game with Brady and Edelman doing the FaceTime call with Titans coach Mike Vrabel, which gave more thought to the idea that this could be a landing spot for Tom Brady. Uh, also, Tom Kern of um, NBC Boston threw it out there that it was essentially Pats, Titans, or Niners. Well, it looks like the Titans were all in on their guy, or at least that's how it ended up. So Tannehill's locked in uh, with Nashville, and that also, Wes, clears them. If they choose to go the franchise tag route with Derrick Henry, they now have that option because Tannehill is on the books. 
I love this one. All the people who can't acknowledge that the Tennessee Titans exist from September through the end of December now decide that they've overpaid for the quarterback because they saw a couple of playoff games in which Derrick Henry ran for 200 <laughs> yards and Tannehill didn't have to do much. They've all decided that their quarterback can't play and that the running back carried the team. Well, you would love for your quarterback to have a 117 passer rating, 10 yards per attempt, some of the best numbers we've ever seen. Is there a risk? Sure. Derrick Henry carried the offense for a long time, but as Greg pointed out in his debrief, Tannehill wasn't just great in play action, which he was. He was great without play action. He was great on everything he did. We talked about it during the year. We talked about it during the playoffs. Tannehill played the way everybody wants their quarterback to play. If you're a fan of a team, you want your quarterback to play like Tannehill did. He's athletic enough. He runs well. He threw into tight windows. He threw deep. He was aggressive. He earned, this, he earned this contract. Still young enough. He's not a guy that's on the wrong, you know, he's not on the wrong side of 35. So he should have a lot of good football left in him. It, it would have been really risky, I think, to let him go. And people getting on the contract, the quarter, this is just what quarterbacks are paid. The only thing that was surprising to me about it is that it's basically a three-year deal. So it, the contract, to me, said a lot. I think it said the Tom Brady stuff was always nonsense because the fact that they announced this deal right after the CBA was agreed to shows that it was essentially agreed to beforehand. And Ian Rappaport had said it was always going to be Tannehill. You don't just put a deal this complicated and important together at the last minute. So they were waiting to see what the rules were going to be, but they probably knew they were going to have Tannehill as their quarterback. Brady was never a primary option uh, based on them finishing it so soon. And the fact that Tannehill thought, and, and, and he did have enough leverage to get $62 million guaranteed, so that's the first two years of the contract, in theory, the Titans could get out of it next year in a Nick Foles type way, but it'd be so painful and so terrible that it, it he would have to be absolutely t- terrible for them to consider that. And if he's on the team next year, the third year is guaranteed. So it's basically a three-year contract. Like they are in on Tannehill, and I, I'm with Wes. Yeah, it would have been risky, like – Everything is risky uh, at quarterback, but it would have been way more risky to try to get Tom Brady or anyone else. I think it's instructive that Mike Rabel, friend of Brady, former teammate of Brady, John Robinson, ex-Patriots front office lieutenant, and a bunch of Patriots or ex-Patriots on the Titans roster did not create some sort of tidal wave to pull Tom Brady to Tennessee, that they are the team that knows the current version of Ryan Tannehill better than anyone else in the NFL, and they made the decision. And this was not made today based on Tom Brady saying no to them. We heard this, you know, a lot of these like fresh reports from the last 24 hours that the Titans were in on Ryan Tannehill. Ian had this a week plus ago. This has been on our show already. And the Titans were married to the idea of, of bringing him back. And the one thing that stands out to me, what I saw about Tannehill over and over was just, and I, it sounds almost like a cliche football phrase, but just throwing his body into the fray, totally sacrificing himself for that team week after week down the stretch. He fits the mental and physical, psychological makeup of the Titans. And why break away with what they had going on? I, I have no problem with it. I don't like Tannehill anywhere else. I wouldn't have liked him going to another team, but I love them bringing him and Henry back and that they showed, I thought, sort of a clarity of vision from the start 
you know, what they wanted. It wasn't really a Brady thing. That was more on Brady's side. That Yeah, I think it was the right move. And, you know, people that are surprised, that's how the NFL works. I just – I finally caught up and saw the um, Mike Vick 30 for 30 four-hour saga, and it was a good reminder. So Vick, as an example – um, signs a $100 million deal after his rookie contract with the Falcons. Of course, then he runs into major uh, trouble with the law, with the dogfight, and goes to prison, gets out of prison, signs with the Eagles, and then once he gets a chance at the starting job, he has one good season, and based off that one good season, he got a second $100 million deal in his career. Not all guaranteed money, but uh, it just shows you that's how it works in the league, and these guys that in our league, in this league, and and the Titans saw enough to say this is the guy we believe in, and I'm with you guys. It would have been a totally unnecessary risk in my mind to bring in Tom Brady based on name value and familiarity with the head coach. This was the right move, and I'm looking forward to watching the Titans for the first yeah. time ever yeah, entering the season. And and Ian did report uh, Derrick Henry is is expected to get that franchise tag. He said their long term negotiations with Henry are basically non existent. And, and Tannehill's money, by the, by the time he gets to the third year of this contract, he's going to be like the 15th or 16th or 17th highest paid quarterback. He, the, the money won't seem that much. All the contracts are about to go bananas because of, because of the CBA. Uh, in other big star news, the Jacksonville Jaguars are trading Calais Campbell to the Baltimore Ravens in exchange for a fifth-round pick. Uh, the Ravens... Uh, then quickly got to work on a new contract for Campbell, uh, according to Rap Sheet, and they are close to finalizing a two-year, $27 million deal that will include $20 million guaranteed. Uh, Greg, this seems to me like your classic win-now move by a team. Campbell is getting older. He's 33 years old, but he is a proven contributor. He's still – maybe he's not at the height of his powers anymore, but is still a disruptive guy that is a great piece to add – to a defense that uh, could use another disruptor in their front seven. Yeah, if they had a weakness, it was in the front seven and getting pass rush pressure, and Campbell still does that. He's turning 34, but you wouldn't you wouldn't know it based on his play. His He's still been ranked in the top five of PFF in terms of interior guys or if you put him as a 3-4 defensive end. It's just the type of trade. I We've all been around each other too long. I just start thinking like how Mark would have thought. It's just... I just like the second this trade happened, I just imagined Mark being like, oh, the Raven, you know, just like a typical <laughs> Ravens move. He's going to be Dead sacking on. Baker Mayfield three times in week three. Wait, are you forgetting about uh, Mark's headline from Super Bowl week? He's looking forward to the Ravens finally hoisting <laughs> the Lombardi for the first time in several years. Well, hold on. So I, my one note was winning the Super Bowl. They are going to, and I just think that they're, um, you know, we watch these teams that go from, Favre to Rodgers and Montana to Young at quarterback. And you have Eric DaCosta, who spent 16 years under Ozzie Newsom and is on a run right now to potentially match what Ozzie Newsom did if he went another 14 years. Because what they got, how, did the, how they unearthed Mark Ingram and how they unearthed the, all these cast of characters in the last couple of years – for the very little cost and the low level of draft picks and what they do when they get 4,000 comp picks every year, they are the one of the best-run teams <laughs> in sports, and this is another example. Like he, he, Only certain teams should even trade for him, and they're one of those teams 
He fits perfectly. He's one of the best locker room guys in the league, a lot like Mark Ingram. He's a perfect Raven, and they're going to go 14-2 and two and roll through the AFC. And next year, I mean, why even play next season? I don't care. Add a seventh <laughs> playoff team. Have a nice time. It's 7-10, and 10, you know, Detroit Lions or whatever you are, please. I don't know. January 28th, 2020. Lamar Jackson among 10 NFL figures. I want to win a Super Bowl. Well, you know, because you know what? Because you can't fight it. You can't fight it. If you are, if you have to just let the earth energies take (laughs) Lamar Jackson and the Ravens where they are, get flush them through the system the same way we did with Patrick Mahomes. And then maybe at some point, one of these lesser, you know, half-baked operations like your team or mine sneaks into this situation. Will never happen. Why am I, I still doing wait. this show at this point? That would be the question. <laughs> so Nothing you see that the changes. Ravens had two fifth-round picks, right? They had their own fifth-round yes. pick, which went for Marcus Peters. And then they had this fifth-round pick from the Kare Vedvik trade when they traded their backup <laughs> kicker to the Vikings. Please job. Nice and they got play as Campbell. Yeah. So yeah, it's nice. Kare Vedvik, their backup kicker, who didn't make the team. He was traded and then got cut and then signed with the Jets and lost the Jets a game. That guy <laughs> got them Calais Campbell. Like, well, that guy in a two-year, $27 million contract. Calais will have to have a good year because he's going to take up, I think, about $15 million of their cap. But this is a guy, his numbers were down a little bit. Still one of the better. I, I thought about him as a finalist for my all-pro team. Um Probably at this stage more of a run guy than a than a pass rusher, but he also was forced to play quite a bit inside last year because they wanted to get um, Josh Allen on the field more often. This is a Super Bowl or bust season coming up for the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson entering the third year of his rookie deal. Uh, he's now the reigning MVP. There's going to be a massive contract coming down the line for him. If they're going to win it, and statistically, when you look at these guys, and it's why you look at the Cowboys and you have to worry about them a little bit with Dak Prescott and his contract coming up. You kind of got to win. You got to cash in when you have that window. The Ravens have to cash in uh, in 2020. Let's see I if found it, happens. it interesting that like Leonard Fournette, I don't know if he was on a, a radio show or doing something the same way we are with just headphones in front of a – uh, a screen grab camera, but like he was calling himself the Tim Duncan of the Jaguars because everyone is coming it, and people were saying the analogy actually doesn't really work. And I will leave it to you. Uh, NBA <laughs> people, but he was just saying like, I'm the only one left. like, call me the Tim Duncan. And it's like, wait, I mean, if anyone was on like, essentially three years in a row of like totally hot water scenario, it felt like Leonard Fournette, but now he is the constant there. So Come on, Jaguars. How They're many ways would you rebuild. like me to pick that apart? Yeah, Wes. I Wes mean, we could, we could have see it. up Wes for about an hour straight on that one. Give me a well, – Tim not? Duncan, first of all, he and Popovich were the infrastructure <laughs> around which they had two decades of excellence. Leonard Fournette can't even average four yards a carry. Give me a break. So Tim Duncan is arguably the greatest power forward of all time. He won, what, six titles, Wes? So Five? Leonard Fournette would have to be the greatest running back arguably of all time. He'd have to be Jim Brown level good, and he'd have to have almost as many Super Bowl rings as Tom Brady for that to play. I would, I would say give, a- give it a week, Leonard. <laughs> you, you might not be on that team anymore. I'm not even yeah, kidding. Set a tone for the entire organization and not the one where you don't work out in the offseason. Uh, in other news, Anthony Costanzo, the Colts' left tackle, he has agreed to terms with his team. The team announced it on Sunday. Tom Pelissero reported the deals were two years and – 33 million. Uh, he is 31 years old. He becomes the highest paid left tackle in the league for now. Uh, and um, Costanzo 
uh, who is a guy who's been very, very steady for the Colts. Uh, they decide to stay in business. And remember, this is, despite a team that disappointed last year, one of the best, if not the best offensive line in football, they could turn it around very quickly with a good offseason. Yeah, big win for them that they got him to not retire. He was going to be a free agent. He's someone where if he actually went to free agency, he took a hometown discount. You you don't hear players taking hometown discounts too often, but like there's no question he would have made considerably more money if he just decided to become a free agent. Yeah, he was at the I'm playing for the Colts or nobody stage of his career and had one of his best years last year. Struggles a little bit at times with the faster edge rushers, but still, like you said, very solid at left tackle. One of my new rules is I I do not trust teams that find a way to lose their left tackle. If you're one of these teams, it's like, hey, we can't hang on to our left tackle. and We're going to go into a season with, like, you know, Joe Flabeek playing uh, bookend, and you're screwed. (laughs) Like, I just – you're out of my wheelhouse. So the Colts are Like when the Browns let go of Mitchell Schwartz? I guess that's right tackle. Basically, yeah. Like, exactly. When you have Brett Veach saying, and you have Andy Reid saying, (laughs) we had four Cleveland Browns playing on our offensive line last year. Oh, excuse me. That's a coaching staff that understands what the sport is designed to do. I think it's possible you can get Greg Robinson back at a discount this offseason. Wow. Yeah, I think so. Well, now that the marijuana laws have changed, you know, in the CBA, which we should have mentioned, <laughs> get him right back in. Um, in other players staying with their team's news, uh, Patriots have re-signed safety Devin McCourty to a t- two-year, $23 million deal, $17 million guaranteed. Uh, he's been with the team since 2010 when he was picked 27th overall. Uh, and he, he plays every week. He's a rock on that team. And now I will tee up Erica to give her thoughts on the Devin McCourty re-signing. She's clearly um, not paying attention. Well, Katie is bringing me a new glass of wine because this was <laughs> supposed to be a quick one, and we've been going for so damn long. But I'm excited. I think there's a lot of good there's a lot of good stuff coming out of the Pats organization, Dan, and the fact that they re-signed the McCourty twins and Slater. Like there are some pieces that we're hey, keeping in place, and that gives me you're solace. throwing in some extra news there. I love it. I love it, Tampo. She mm-hmm. she got the Jason McCourty. Mm-hmm. She and uh, you know, there's maybe good news if you want Tom Brady back. Uh, Chris Sims reported uh, today that, and he has Kyle Shanahan's initials tattooed somewhere on his body. So I feel like he's a good source. This is a true story uh, that the 49ers are not interested at all in Tom Brady. So the mm. Titans are out. 49ers are out. It's probably Bucks, Pats, and maybe oh, the please. Chargers, but I don't really think the Chargers. So care. Bucks is Bucks is too depressing. You got he has to just go back. I will. I will. I, I will give I think a the wet kiss. I will give a wet kiss and handshake to every person in Los Angeles right now if Tom Brady signs with the Bucks. Well, uh, what? Well, no one wants that. No, but you don't <laughs> want that. They don't want yeah. that. Some might. How's that sweet in the pot? That. Bring that Covina nineteen my way. Um, no, it is not Covina nineteen. That is not the technical term. So in this situation, Chris Sims is Rex Ryan, and Kyle Shanahan is Mark Sanchez. No, it was a group of them. I think I think oh. Kyle Shanahan also has Kyle as Chris Sims's initials on him. It was like a group of five or four or five bros that they all they all got their initials from from UT. But I'm I'm saying he's a good source. Mark, you should know that I could actually see little green microbes floating behind you in your motel room. 
Well, that's fine. If this is the end, you know, this has been a joy to do this at 9.45 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. Uh, anything else? Real quick, let's hit a few more things. Bradley Roby uh, and the Texans agree. They, they, do, they do paper. Three years, $36 this feels million. Dollars. Um, so, uh, Greg, you wanted to talk about. No, Bradley no, Roby, I was so saying that saying. we're good. But I think we're good. You know, the Texans, they don't have anyone to play cornerback. You got to sign someone. I think. Uh, Ricky, what is happening with your, what is this, um, the viral, um, oh, we thing just been doing, vir- yeah, virtual movie nights, hashtag VMN, and we all just start a movie at the same time and can tweet and talk about it. And so you can watch a movie with someone, even if you're alone, it's fun. You know, it's, it's, I want to say that that intellectual property IP might belong to me because I launched that with the love is blind after show live texting party that, uh, happened with us. So maybe I, I get a cut on this if you end up monetizing it. Yeah. What are you going to jump in on the next one and not schedule a podcast? And well, what what it's film is coming up next? <laughs> Depends on the film. Um, John, uh, Colleen's husband, John, says Who? that we he wants. Yeah, he wants to watch. I don't have any sound drops. Can you stop like setting me up for them? Okay. Like I'm literally in a bunker. Add in post. Thanks. Um, yeah, shut up. Uh, we're, he wants to do Little Women next. So maybe, really? Greg, that would make you interested. I love nice. the new Little Women. Is that out and being able to watch at home at this point? Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Can, yeah, can we can we can. isolate Greg saying I love the new Little Women? Oh, that's my mom's what I love is, book of all time. I love Dan suggesting Greg? that he actually came up with the concept of multiple people watching movies together. This is Dan's intellectual property. This is this started with Dan. Get off his corner, Ricky. This is working out great for the virtual. <laughs> virtual thing because now everyone who listens to the podcast is going to know about it i mean based on the hashtag it's only you and and co-workers <laughs> yeah colleen lakeisha sully emma it's a good group it's a fun group but you could be doing it over text yeah. we might have to steal sully away from you what else do you have on Ooh, twitter besides Wes, that's a good point we should launch a competing movie yeah, and definitely. just do a better movie <laughs> no we go dirty I like that. <laughs> How dirty. You got to play to the cheap seats. Take away ah. the crowd. All right, let's do it. I'm yeah, in. Your skin we go Russ Myers. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, all right. Let's do Roadhouse with Swayze. I feel like that could get a good crowd. Ooh, that's a good one. So what are we doing? Um, We're doing podcasts every day this week. The crazy thing is there'll be if, – if free agency really happens as normal, which I guess is, is going to happen – like this, I don't know. Pretty much most of the NFL news for the year will be done, like, or for the off season will be done by Friday. That sounds good. But yeah, we're going to be all over this. So you got you got your uh, ATN Bunker Pod late night style uh, in your ears right now. You'll have a show. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, there there was a. I've been live tweeting my virtual movie oh my night, um, and Lakeisha just just tweeted at me something really like so laugh out loud. By the way, who is going really to funny. be editing and posting our podcast tonight when you're on your 14th glass of wine watching your movie? <laughs> Definitely me. <laughs> um, yeah. I'd want to so say we'll that you're a... uh, multitasking, yeah. but you are only doing one task, and it is not. It's nothing to do with this show. So. So. You know, uh, God willing, we are going to run the table this week and uh, attempt to do a show 
every week, just like this, uh, keeping every you day. up to date. Uh, every day, excuse me, uh, keeping you up to date and recapping everything that's happened uh, in the free agency week. Because while the world is spinning out of control, the NFL has decided they will stay the course. So we will stay the course with you. Follow along with us. Thank you for listening. Stay safe. Remember, wash your hands for 20 seconds. Got to get the inside of the hands. Everybody does the inside of the hands. Got to do the outsides, and you got to get the webbing area, you know, the connecting area. Get the cuticle, too. Thank you very much. Well, some people have a webbing situation, and I want to (laughs) be sensitive to the web people out there. And uh, Mark's Mark's neighbor over in 4C at at the hotel there. He's a web guy. And Mark... (laughs) It's probably not going to matter if the, per- if the person that's looking for what's sewn into the mattress wants what they want, but put the chain on your door. All right. Farewell. <laughs> and if you, that odor that's coming from that closet, just keep the door closed. I'm in a delightful area, by the way. I think that you, uh, if you were to see the entire uh, compound that I'm in, you would, you would have a different narrative. So... That well, curtain has been used as a transportation device for dead bodies. <laughs> All right, All Mark. Right. Well, th- if, if, uh, if what you're saying is correct, that sounds like a very nice setup for you. So you enjoy it and get a good night's sleep, buddy. All right. Thank you very much. I know it's good to know that you, uh, you, are, <laughs> that you care very much that you're plugged in on a deep level. Uh, this is Dan Hansa signing off for The Quiet Storm. God be with the quiet storm tonight. Keep him safe. We love him. Uh, The mailman, the old boss, and Ricky Hollywood, who's got a lot to do tonight. Uh, Thank you for listening. Uh, Until the legal tampering period. Later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. 
It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.